0: this
1: And welcome back to Dads on the Air, coming to you around Australia on the Community Radio Network. In this program, we bring you informing and entertaining conversations with a wide range of interesting people on topics of fatherhood and family and parenting and men's and boys' issues. Hi, I'm Bill Cable, and today we speak with our guest. Uh, We are crossing all the way to Cambridge in the United Kingdom. Paige Torn is the million-copy best-selling author who has written 11 fiction novels over 11 years. Paige grew up between England, Australia and America and has her new book out now, published by Penguin Random House, called Five Years From Now. Paige, welcome to Dads on the Air.
0: Hello, thank you very much for having me.
1: So Paige, uh, can you tell me about the background to the title, this Five Years From Now?
0: Yes. Um, well, the title came from something that my own dad said to me when I was a teenager. Um, I was going through quite a difficult time at school, had my exams, was, was really sort of struggling. And I remember him coming into my room and, and saying, look, you know, five years from now, you look back at this and understand why it happened. And, you know, he was just sort of basically use the power of hindsight, you know, sort of later on, you will be able to find a positive and a negative. And I ended up messing up my exams. I um, took a year out, came back to England, went to a completely different university, and at that university met my future husband, and our two children would not exist if it, if it weren't for me messing up my exam. So, you know, it's quite a, <laughs> quite a sort of profound positive and a negative for me.
1: It's a bit like Father Knows Best, but you didn't feel like getting up and, uh, you know, punching me in the stomach when he made that comment, did you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, what's funny, my dad used to be a racing driver, and um. And so, whenever he gives advice, and, and he does give really good advice, actually, um, but he he'll often relate it to something that happened in his own career and his own life, which is so far removed from the ordinary person. But and I do remember it. This this one was, you know, when he lost his BRM Formula One drive um, because Nicky Lauda bought it out. Hmm. <laughs> Nicky Lauda is now a very famous, sort of very well known Formula One driver. And you know, I just I just remember at the time, sort of thinking, yeah, you know, that's that's you know. Great advice, however, it's very, very different to, you know, messing up your A-level exams.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, so it's all very real to you. You've found this in your own life. And I was going to ask you, like, when you're writing a book like this, do the characters become real to you? Do you sort of find yourself talking to them and thinking about what they might do and
0: yeah absolutely i mean i i i'm often going for long walks you know in the countryside and and when my characters start talking inside my head you know sort of talking to each other you have these conversations amongst themselves <laughs> and i remember telling that to a friend of mine who's a doctor and he's like do we need to get you seen <laughs> 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 are those voices talking to you again Paige? You know? um just in a very jokey way obviously but um they do they feel very very real and and I'm I'm inside the heads of the characters as I'm writing them, you know. So if if they're laughing, then often I'm sitting there laughing like a lunatic. And you know, if they're um if they're crying, you know, I'll cry. There was this, this point in this in this story, you know, which was particularly like, heart wrenching to write. And my husband walked into the room as I was writing, it, and I was like sobbing mess. And he started filming me, and I mean, I okay, that made me laugh. But I was still a sobbing mess. And he was just like, "I just want you to have this in the future, so you can look back and see how much your book affected you <laughs> when you were writing them, just in case I sort of become all I don't know tough and stop crying about it." But yeah, they definitely they definitely feel very real.
1: It shows the the effort that goes into writing them, I'm sure. And the characters that you know they certainly seem real to me, but uh, but you know them best, and. Uh, I was going, The main characters are, I guess, Vian, Nell, and Nell's father, Geoffrey. Um, it's interesting for me and for males to be sort of let in on the thoughts of uh, of Nell and what a female might think in these relationships. But when Nell and Vian were both, they're both about the same age, about five, in that first part of it. Do you think, uh, I'm just asking now about the character, but do you think Vian was resentful of his own father at that stage, that early stage?
0: I don't think he was feeling resentful. I think he was feeling confused as a little boy, not really understanding. There's this point, you know... He, he he. his mother fell in love with the father in Australia and then moved back to England pregnant and, and, and he didn't meet his father until he was seven years old. So at the age mm. of five, you know, and Nell says, you know, don't you like your father? And she, he's like, I don't know my father. And mm. she's really confused. She can't believe, she's like, well, you haven't met him, you know. Um, and so I think he's just confused. I don't think he really knows how to feel. He knows that you know, dads exist, obviously, and that, you know, people have them, and he just, you know, he can't really understand why his dad isn't part of his life. Mm. So, so that was an interesting kind of, you know, thing to write about.
1: Yeah, it's such a contrast because Nell had this very close relationship with her father and and not really a very good relationship with her mother. But the to contrast that with, with uh, Vian, who didn't even, well, as you say, didn't even know his father, Had he didn't know what to think, did he?
0: Yeah, no, that's right. So it was nice, you know, because obviously, this you know, this is a book about these two um, characters that spans four decades. And when they were when they were children, Nell's um, father and um, Van's mother fall in love, and and so suddenly Nell has a stepmother sort of figure who is you know mm. much warmer probably to her even than her own mother, and and likewise Van sort of has this relationship with with Nell's father, and you know he's like a sort of father, and that causes quite a lot of I think, feelings of confusion and guilt later when Nell and Van have these feelings for each other. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, you know, for those first five years of their lives, you know, they grew up as siblings. And even though there's a big gap between when you see them from the age of 10 and then you see them again when they're 15 and they haven't seen each other for five years and obviously are very, very different kind of creatures. But, you know, some of that sort of strange sibling kind of, you know, feeling remains, even though they've kind of gone on and grown into these totally, you know, different people.
1: And uh, at one point, that it, it, you say that uh, that to V and his family was of the utmost importance. So, you know, he put a, a very high value on on family right from the start, didn't he? Even uh, I think even though as a five year old, he was sort of having those sorts of feelings.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, he had such a strong relationship with with his mother, and I think when. Because what happens in the book, um, you know, at the age of five, Nell Nell lives with her mum most of the time, but she goes and stays with her father in Cornwall for the summer holidays. And when she goes there for the for this summer holidays, the father has a girlfriend who with a young son who moved in. So suddenly, you know, Nell is sharing a bedroom with this sort of five-year-old boy, and he's quite resentful of her at first and quite jealous. And I think, you know, he... You hear about it in hindsight when they're ten, even though they're the best of friends by the time they're ten. You know, she sort of says at first he struggled with the attention that her mu- that his mother used to give her because he, you know and then he sort of realised, you know, Nell became family too and, and you know, to to him that is the most important thing, you know, and suddenly he, ha- he went from having a family of one, which was just his mum, to have having a family, you know, being in a family of four. Mm-hmm. And um and certainly I think that really strengthened him, but you know, he sort of has resonates throughout the rest of the book with, you know, the, the things that happen over the course of the next four decades.
1: Yes, and there's a big change about to happen in Vian's life. Before we get on to that, we might just take a break and we're, go, we're going to go with a song that's been selected for us by our guest today, Paige Toon. Paige, can you tell us which song you picked and why you picked it?
0: Um, It's called This Town by Kygo um, featuring Sasha. That's just slow, that's right. I listen to it on, on my iPhone iPhone quite a lot and I wrote the end of the book listening to this song mm. and it's just it's very sweet very to the point and, and yeah it, it made me cry quite a lot when I was writing the, the end of the book so I I was sort of like influenced by it All of my
1: friends so settling down, they're only kids but they're married now, let's follow the lights, follow the crowd, baby we gotta get out, let's get out of this town. Care. I don't want to live my life in circles I just want to find an empty road let's get away from here let's go all of my friends are settled That was This Town by Kygo, featuring Sasha Sloan, specially chosen for us today by our guest, Paige Toon, who is the author of a new book called Five Years From Now. So, Paige, we were just discussing the the children, Nell and Vian, uh, when they were about five, and then this major event happened, and um, one of the first things we notice is that that he's no longer Vian. He's now uh, Van, and I've got to try and remember now to call him Van, as the characters do. (laughs) Yeah, he. I think that's very real, isn't it? That that people have those when something big happens. I know a cousin of mine used to be a really good singer, and when her sister died, she said, "Right, that's it. Don't sing anymore. That was the end of it." And I suppose, uh, you know, these, yeah, this, it's sort of some major event in their life is is marked by a change like that. But that's a pretty big one to change your name like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it. You know. It, Van ends up going down to Australia and and thus separated. You know they're on opposite ends of the earth. She still lives in Cornwall in England, and he goes and lives with his father, who he didn't have previously have much of a relationship with, and and they have those five years separated. And he lives in Elliston and or, or sort of near is Port Lincoln, and in South Australia. You know he has a completely different lifestyle. His father's a fisherman. He goes surfing. He just becomes you know. This sort of young teenage boy, you know, who has a completely different sort of lifestyle to what Nell has, you know, on the other side of the world, and mm. and when he goes down there, the father starts calling him Van, you know, he just it it's sort of shortens it. It's not Vian anymore, which rhymes with Ian, you know, and it and, and when he comes back to so the 15, Nell can't understand why he would possibly change his name, and yeah, there's a reason for it, you know, why he kind of like lets it slide. You know, he's it's I guess it's that thing about shedding your, your scales and you know bad memories and. And trying to maybe become someone
1: new that got the old, yes, people have made some comparisons between what happens in your book and and sliding doors that movie we all know, but uh you don't you just don't know what's going to happen in your life and what an enormous change from uh, you know from be yeah, from being in Cornwall to the coast of South Australia with his father uh, going out on those fishing boats and things it It's a massive change for uh that that's just sort of that happens though so it's very realistic, I think.
0: No, oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, for um, for the character, it's certainly a, a pretty major change. But I think when he comes back over to England, what surprises Nell most is that he misses his friends and his family back in Australia. And she, you know, she has this this sort of feeling of you know of pain. You know, sort of feeling like she because she was always his family, and so to have him feel torn in the other sense now. You know, is quite a little bit of a shock to her. She sort of expects mm. him to just slot back in, you know, where he mm. was before, mm. and it doesn't really work like that. He's become Australian effectively, so that was a fun, fun sort of quite, you know, touching sort of part of the story to write for me because I grew up in Australia and my entire family are in Australia. So, you know, I always feel quite torn because I live over here in England with my family now. So yeah, mm. it sort of a, it definitely sort of pull on a bit of real life there.
1: And as as the title of the book might indicate, the, we we drop in on their lives at five-year intervals. The major, uh, I suppose, one of the major events in their life was, um, I think it must have been when they were at the stage of being 20, and they were very close to consummating the relationship when the worst possible thing happened with Nell's father. And I was just a bit surprised that after that, that Nell and Van were able to, well, have a very a very good friendship, a close relationship right up to you know the end, the end of the story, really. Um, I suppose that was generosity in the heart of both of them, do you think?
0: Yeah, well, it, 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 that actually happens when they're 15, um, and so mm. they're still teenagers, and I think they'd, they'd gone five years without seeing each other, thought that they were going to be falling back into this brotherly-sisterly relationship, and over the course of Van's you know, trip to stay over Christmas, you know, that sort of develops into something more, you know, they realize that they actually have a connection on a, you know, romantic level. Um, But they do have this sort of weird kind of guilt, because even though they're in no way related, you know, they did sort of grow up for five years, sort of in a brother and sister thing. So they don't, the idea of the father finding out that they have romantic feelings, you know, they just can't, you know, it's really... Shameful to them both, mm. and so when they're twenty, they haven't, you know, they they end up going their separate ways under quite bad circumstances, and um and when they're twenty, you know, that's the first time they've seen each other in five years. But Nell now has has a boyfriend, and um and Van doesn't, but you know he's sort of still got this sort of jealous streak, and you know, she, but she sort of finds it very very painful seeing him again because obviously you know this happened when they were teenagers. It's very it still feels raw. And But something happens that when you jump ahead to the twenty five year stage um they've you know something much bigger has happened by this point um which has put things into perspective for them, and they've just decided we've got to let the past be the past and just be friends and at that point, you know they both have other people in their lives, you know they're trying to move on, but they'll always feel this connection, I think you know, and it's not until they're thirty really that that you know you see things kind of come to fruition a little bit for them. So it was interesting sort of like stepping into the character's head at these different stages and feeling mm. the sort of conscious shift of them growing another five years, you know. It was fun actually to, to write that and make that make that step inside my own mind just to see how they might have changed in, in the in the intervening years.
1: And it's funny how you don't see the way things turn out sometimes. Like, you know, Edward came into their lives quite early on. And uh, and then reappeared in a very strong way later in the book, which you know no one would really foreseen. And 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 the relationship with um, Nick, I certainly didn't see that coming. <laughs> but, uh, oh, but that's good. You sort of you know you, you the way the book's written, and you come back five years later, you sort of you, you're eager to pick it up and say, now what's happened now. You know, oh yes, okay, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I that was that was
0: that was really fun to be able to. Uh, be able to sort of write about their other, I mean, this is not just one love story, it's it's a series of love stories, because over the course of that many years, you know, it's not all about one person, and, and obviously there's a lot, of, a lot of relationships, you know, sort of yeah. friendships, and this, you know, mother-daughter, sort of father-daughter relationship, and you know, father-son relationship that Vian has with his, um, with his dad, you know, so it certainly it's a book more about relationships, I think, you know, yeah. necessarily a love story, even though that is the one common thread that runs throughout.
1: Yes, and I guess that's the bit that I was particularly interested in—the the relationship that they that they both had finished up having anyway with their father. I mean, Nels was always strong with her father, but initially um, Vans was not strong. Well, he had no relationship with his father, but he managed to build it up to uh, to a very strong relationship, which was um, you know, and uh, obviously that affected the development of Van over those years.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and that was quite heartwarming actually. I. I when you start writing a book sometimes you don't necessarily see how it's going to pan out mm. and um and I even though I did know you know how it would work you know so sort of different things kind of came into the mix and I think that relationship with her with his father it it was stronger and more tender I think than I had initially sort of foreseen mm. um you know the fact that he's you know wanted to be there for his dad you know in his sort of later years and you know had that sort of connection you know I'd, I think I'd sort of Maybe hadn't really sort of felt the strength of that when when I'd started writing, and then it just sort of you know panned out in a in a really sort of strong tender way I thought.
1: And just uh, the relationship between um, Nell and Van, do you think it was just the timing that caused the difficulties, or was there was there really is there actually some sort of flaw in the relationship that that meant they never they never did get together in that sense?
0: a lot of it was timing, but it's just there's this one point that, you know when like later when they're in a relationship and they're separated by, you know, circumstance, mm. like he's still living on the other side of the world. And um and I think Nell at that point, you know, is 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 realizing just how little time she has spent in in Van's company, you know, and and, and also sort of reflecting on whether or not they would still be the same people if they'd been together all that time, you know, mm-hmm. if, they, if they'd actually sort of lived and grown, you know, would they have grown into slightly different people if they'd spent all of that time in each other's company, or would they be the people that they are now? And I think that's part of the whole five years from now thing, you know, looking back and understanding, you know, and it would be very, I think it would be very, very hard for Nell to imagine a life in which they had stayed together, because that would mean that she wouldn't have her her son, you know, she she has a son with somebody else, and and so, um, you know, I think it's really, really hard for her to to imagine that, you know, to imagine this sort of this time with them being together. It's, it's just one of those things that you can't, you can't almost can't sort of go back and change the past in that respect. Once you know, you know what your future holds, which yeah, is there's, there's obviously motherhood with with somebody else's child. And he has the same situation down in Australia, which is the big reason that kind of keeps him apart. Cause mm. He can't leave his daughter, and she can't leave her son, and so. I think you know you can work at something you can work and work at work at something and you know you can make it happen, but sometimes it just isn't meant to be and you know in this case I don't want to give away whether or not it is or isn't meant to be mm. but um you know yeah sometimes it it's too hard for a reason
1: yeah it it brings up yeah these impossible situations with uh in the family court where um you know the parents have to live in separate places for whatever reason and and yeah the children get caught in the middle it's um it's almost impossible to resolve those questions, I think, at times. I, I, I don't want to give away too much, spoiler alert, but have you given any thought to what might happen five years from now, from the end of the book?
0: Oh, I think um, I think five years on from that, would, it, it would be more likely to be their children's story because they have a bit of a connection when they meet at the age of 18. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I could, I, I think it would be more likely them. I have thought, you know, whether or not, I would ever come back to the story. I think it, you know, might be more likely to be twenty years on or so. You mm. know, I don't. I wouldn't want to ruin what's already in place. Um, so, you know, maybe one day I'll maybe one day I'll pick up. But um, I was kind of happy with where it was left. Well, I wasn't yeah. necessarily happy, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I was satisfied with, you know,
1: it felt real to me. Well, I've heard and we're looking forward to uh, your visit because uh, I think you're planning to come out to Australia in 2019.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to go and do that tour
1: at last. Well, that, that would be fantastic to see. you. I know you'll have a, a lot of fans out here. but um, We've reached the stage of the show where I'll, I'll ask you to pick another song for us, Paige. Um, can you tell us which one you picked?
0: Yes, I'm going to go with The Killers, When You Were Young this is a song it's one of my favourite songs and it's, it reminds me so much of when I was writing my debut novel Lucy in the Sky I listened to it quite a lot during the writing of that and you know I wrote about it I actually put it in the book at one point point. Um, and so it'll just always uh, it was one of the happiest times of my life writing my first book and, and yeah so this one's, this one's for that <laughs>
1: And that was When You Were Young by The Killers. And don't forget, uh, we'd love to hear from any of our listeners. You can go to our website, dadsontheair.com.au, send us an email and we'll be in touch. If you'd like to listen to this show again or any of our shows, go to our website, dadsontheair.com.au or you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter. So it just remains for me now to give a special thank you to our guest in Cambridge, UK, uh, page two. And thank you very much for being on Dads on the Air.
0: Thank you so much, Bill.
1: Uh, it's been fun. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another show on Dad's On The Air. Until then, it's goodbye from us.